This is Bentley Manning. And this is Kellen Day. This is an experiment to see what happens when church gets canceled. And we find new ways to connect. This is... This is... This is... Empty Pews. A very happy and blessed Easter to each and every one of you. This is Bentley Manning coming to you from the Church of the Incarnation. Hey y'all, it's Kellen. Happy Easter. Really great to be back on the podcast with you, Kellen. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling great. I'm feeling like it's sunny outside. It's getting warm. It's Easter. I'm doing really well. Yeah. How are you, Bentley? I know that you were a little bit under the weather during Holy Week and Easter, and then you were on vacation. So I feel like you have a lot to catch us up on. Yeah. Well, thank you for asking, Kellen. I'm doing great. I think in a very similar way. It's sunny out. It's springtime. It's Easter. All good reasons to rejoice and give thanks. My heart is full. We're double vaccinated. Double vaccinated. And I just got back from vacation. Where were you? I was at the beach with some dear, dear friends, Gary and Casey Eichelberger and their children. So fun. So much fun. So we were on this little island just spending time together. And let me tell you something, Kellen. Gary and Casey are fans of the podcast. I've heard I've heard that they're like really loyal fans. So thanks, Gary and Casey, for sticking with us. I've never met you personally, but um, really delighted to know that you're hanging on to this podcast. It's nice to know that your friends care and that they're listening. But I think they're doing this not just because they care about me. Yeah, I do feel like if it's like sort of pity listens, that ends a while ago. That ends like episode three or four. You yeah. know, just keep listening to a podcast. I think because you want to express loyalty to a friend. Hopefully not. And I sense that they're probably going to be listening to this episode. And what was wild, Kellen, is they were, Casey was asking me questions about you uh, because she'd listened to the show. Um, So you all are connected in ways you don't even realize. Like what was she asking? Oh, just all kinds of things. How's (laughs) Kellen doing? (laughs) You know. Thanks, Uh, Casey. (laughs) But the other thing that I discovered is that Gary, who's a priest in the Diocese of Upper South Carolina, he wants on the show. Oh, okay. Um, We're going to have to think about that. We haven't had a guest on in a long time. Like, a long, long time. Right. It could be time. Right. And there's certain criteria, mm-hmm. I think, for getting on the show, one of which is that you're a faithful listener. At the time we had a guest, you know, a while back, Gary was not a faithful listener. Ooh. He is now, and he has a lot to say. Hmm. I don't know exactly what we would talk about, but something for the two of us to consider. Yeah, I think we're gonna have to ponder that as like a podcast team. I agree. And I think I might need to meet Gary before we let him on the podcast. Fair enough. Fair enough. Kellen, we got through Holy Week, and now it's Easter. Um, How was your Holy Week? Holy Week was wonderful. Um, As you know, right, last 
year it was sort of pandemic um holy week and it was still pandemic holy week this year but it felt much different because we were able to be in the space we were able to actually walk through the liturgies in real time with real humans in the pews and um, that seemed to make all the difference in the world for me and this was your first time as a priest with real human beings in pews correct through a holy week yeah exactly so was there something in particular that caught you or grabbed you or kind of surprised you oh bentley there is so much um that caught me and i guess one of the things that i've been reflecting on since holy week was how much i was surprised by all the joy that i felt um during those liturgies even the really solemn ones, which is maybe not the feeling that it should evoke, but I just was so grateful and joyful um, to be walking through those liturgy liturgies again and community. Um, and of course, I felt immense joy at celebrating the vigil and baptizing um, Eliza Muir on Sunday morning. I think those were probably the high points of Holy Week for me. But I'm still kind of processing by like just the amount of sheer joy I um, encountered during those days. What about you? Uh, Kellen, you're not going to want me to say this, but it's true and I'm going to say it uh, anyway. Your sermon on Good Friday was absolutely amazing. And if you're listening and you haven't heard that sermon yet, go back on our Facebook page, find Good Friday, fast forward to the sermon, uh, and listen to it because uh, you did a beautiful job at at opening our hearts up to the reality of Good Friday uh, in a way that was um, smart, faithful, moving, etc. And so for me, that was a highlight. Uh, your your sermon on Good Friday. So, uh, Kellen, I know that you don't like me saying that, but I uh, thank you. Uh, for offering that. It was really, really wonderful. Thanks, Molly. Well, I know that you're probably really grateful to be back in town so that you can see the progress happening next door, Bentley, which is, you know, still some demolition, but there are things happening off-site that are really exciting. And one of the, I think, in my opinion, the most, like, beautiful, exciting things happening is the painting for the altarpiece. Yes. Um... I totally agree. I'm, it's great to be back. There's a whole lot going on. Before we go to the altarpiece, let me just say one thing. They're, across the street, they've put in these new helical piers, which are is for the foundation of the church, right? The church needs a strong foundation. Bentley loves saying that. Say it again. Helical pier. <laughs> and these things, Kellen, they drill these things down into the ground like auger, like an auger. I don't know what that word is. Okay, well, how far do you think that those little helical tears <laughs> go down 12 feet nope further further uh 28 feet 50 feet in the what? ground yeah so those things are those things are solid and will really help hold up our building <laughs> which is great but the other thing that you mentioned that is is really really exciting is this altarpiece painting that's being made uh, some of you all may be when i say altarpiece uh just know it's the it's a piece of liturgical furniture for lack of a better word that stands behind the altar uh you may have heard 
something like this referred to as a reredos. Uh, more or less, it's the same thing. So just just think of that in your mind. But we have um, an artist, Eric Johnson, uh, who is painting uh, a picture of the nativity scene with the Magi coming to visit the Christ child in the manger. And today at five o'clock, he's going to have a Zoom meeting with me to kind of show me the finished product. What are you most excited about? Well, listen, I mean, there's a lot, there's part of me, just quite frankly, I know that the piece is going to be beautiful, a breathtaking, etc. He has spent so much time uh, with this painting. Uh, he, he's been working, you know, 12 hours, 18 hours a day on this thing. He goes to bed at like four in the morning. Oof. Seriously. And there's part of me that just kind of wants to know from his perspective, what part of the painting is he most excited about? He spent so much time uh, thinking about it, caring for it, creating it, that I'm, I'm kind of curious, you know, what part of this painting grabs your heart? Um, You'll have to report back next week what he says. I will. Absolutely. Absolutely. But uh, well, you all will have to wait to see the final product. But just know that one of the things that Eric has done, which I think is really, really smart is uh, we have a ton, a ton of animals, plants, a ton of God's good creation in the painting, which makes a world of sense, I think, being in Highlands, North Carolina. And the the painting is something that can be appreciated from afar, uh, but it will reward you uh, the closer you get. Uh, so I look forward to sharing this with you all uh, in the months ahead. But in the meantime, uh, my heart is full knowing that I'm going to get some time with the artist uh, this afternoon. Oh, beautiful world, send your beautiful things. Right to me The stuff that only comes from our dreams And with you I'll fly with your wings Speaking of things that get better the closer you are um, I feel like scripture is one of those things so Here on this third Sunday in Easter, we have um, another resurrection appearance to the disciples. This time we're in the Gospel of Luke, and Jesus comes to the disciples and offers his peace. Um, The disciples and Luke are a bit more startled and terrified, and maybe all of them are unbelieving, not just Thomas, Um, and he Jesus, in response to them, shows them his hands and his feet and, um, you know, assures them that ghosts don't have flesh and bones like he has. And then he asks them if they have anything to eat. And they give him a piece of broiled fish and he um, ate it with them. So, Bentley, it's your turn to preach this Sunday. Um, What's rising to the surface in this text? Well, the first thing that I'm, I'm kind of considering, something that you pointed out, Kellen, is that these disciples, all of them are a bit unsure about the risen Lord standing in front of them. Um, you know, they have fear, they're uncertain about who it is, they think it's a ghost. And I think we, as folks um, on this side of history, can take great comfort 
in knowing that even the disciples who encounter the risen Lord just after his uh, resurrection have trouble uh, trusting, believing uh, in what's in, 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 in the person that's standing in front of them. And I think it gives us a bit of, again, I think comfort's the right word uh, to know that it's perfectly normal uh, to have doubts and to be unsure about the truth and glory of the resurrection. And so that's maybe the first thing I'm thinking about is that even for the disciples, even for the folks that are sitting there uh, with Jesus standing before them, they have a bit of trouble uh, trusting and believing. And I think uh, that gives me some comfort uh, now when I think about maybe some of my own doubts and uncertainties around all of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there isn't Christ isn't always as obvious as we would like him to be. So in this text, I don't know if I've ever um, noticed that Jesus was hungry. I always thought he just like ate with the disciples, ate fish. Um, sort of a a puzzling detail a little bit for me right now. I'm not exactly sure how to, how to think about um, his hunger here. I don't know if you have thoughts, Bentley. I don't know, Kellen, that I have uh, thoughts about that, except I don't know that that's something I've, I have not spent any time thinking about that. I mean, I have spent time thinking about how Jesus's resurrected body uh, is, is, is changed, but is also um, in many ways the same as it was while he was walking the earth. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a different kind of body than the one he had before. Um, I, I don't know about the hunger piece, except to say that uh, Jesus seems to be interested in the same kinds of things with the disciples that he was interested in before, namely to spend time with them, uh, particularly around a meal, um, which, which is, I don't know what that is. Comforting? Comforting, right? Yeah, it's the same Jesus. Mm-hmm. If you all have any thoughts about Jesus's hunger in this passage, um, let us know. We'd love to hear your interpretation um, this week. There's some things we can't live without. A man so prone to doubt, faithful are the wounds of friends. So give it just a little time Share some bread and wine Weave your heart into mine My friend Here is a prayer uh, to be used after meals by John O'Donohue and I think we think it makes uh, sense given our gospel Uh, reading this week. So this is uh, Grace After Meals. We end this meal with grace for the joy and nourishment of food, the slowed time away from the world to come into presence with each other and to sense the subtle lies behind our faces, the different colors of our voices, the edges of hunger we keep private, the circle of love that unites us, We pray the wise spirit who keeps us 
to change the structures that make others hunger, and that after such grace we might now go forth and impart dignity wherever we partake. So give it just a little time, share some bread and wine. It was so lovely to be with you all on our podcast again this week. Um, We hope that you're able to join us for in-person worship this coming Sunday or in the weeks that follow. If you're having any trouble signing up for worship, feel free to call the office and we'd love to assist you. And what I've said, Kellen, is if you're going out to eat dinner, speaking of meals, if you're going out to eat in a restaurant and you haven't come back to church, it's time to come back. And if you're still not quite ready to come back to church, we'll continue to live stream our services. Exactly. And in the meantime, know that we love you. We miss you. God's peace.